from my dining table or my living room couch, and sometimes even my bedroom, this is Soon to Be Esquire, the podcast. I'm your host, Madison Tory. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Soon to Be Esquire, the podcast. I am Madison Tory, your host, and I am so excited for this podcast episode, y'all, because we have a great guest. We have an amazing, amazing, truly inspirational guest, y'all. Amazing spirit, personality, energy, 13 out of 10. (laughs) She's amazing. (laughs) I truly love her so much. And let me tell y'all, as a 1L, she's killing it. First of all, as a person in general, she's killing it. Number two, as a 1L, she's killing it. 2L year, 3L year. It's about to be crazy. I already know. And I can't wait to see what she's about to do. But on today's episode, um, it's also another very, very special episode because we have our first Latina guest. (laughs) (laughs) So excited um, to be asking this amazing, incredible woman questions. And with no further ado, we have Brianna Ortiz. Okay, I cannot. I cannot sing. I don't know why I did that because I honestly, tried. no, no, it was beautiful. <laughs> I I can only aspire to have the vocal range that you girl. <laughs> I don't know if you want to aspire to that, but you know what? I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take it because I do sing in the shower and I do sing in the car like I'm Beyonce, and I do that's not care. Perfect. That's all. That's all we need to do. We just that's have to it. have that confidence, that Madison. Exactly. I I almost started crying like when you were oh. introducing me. I thank you. That is you so are sweet. amazing. You gotta like you're amazing. You know that. Look at us. Is this enough? You know. It's just like going back and forth, complimenting each other. Okay, okay. affirmations. All right. Okay. Come through. Oh, and y'all need to check out her Instagram. Um, Brianna, go ahead and let them know what your handle is so they can check y- you out. Yeah, of course. So my handle is Brie, B-R-I-O-R-T-Z-0. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I really enjoy it, but I think I'm addicted to Instagram. So I'm sorry. Yeah. My name is Brianna and I'm a Instagram Instagrammer. <laughs> Yes. So uh, she's also the very first social media influencer that we have on the podcast as well. So just so many firsts and she's truly doing it, y'all. Like I, as soon as I saw your Instagram page, I knew I had to reach out because I was like, oh my gosh, she has, (laughs) I was like, she has this goal of increasing the 2% in the legal field, which is extremely important for Mm -hmm. so many minorities, so many women of color. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that you understand that and that you're recognizing it. And that's mm-hmm. something that's motivating you to really be the best you can be in the legal field. And then also yeah. sharing your experiences on Instagram, having other people connect to you and reach out to you. And her mm-hmm. fashion sense, y'all, <laughs> off the charts, <laughs> off the charts. I don't, and here I am, I'm actually still in my pajamas. <laughs> it is 439 in the day. Uh, no. That is self-love, okay, Madison? That is self-love. You're right, because as soon as corona happened, I was just like, okay, you know? But y'all, she has been killing it, and I'm just like, okay, if she can do it, I can do it too. 
All yes, right, you can. So I'm so excited. I'm going to dive into these questions here. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Okay. All right. First question. Um, everyone needs to know, why are you currently in law school? What is it about um, maybe becoming an attorney, politician, something in the legal field that, how did you get on this path, basically? Yeah. So my my path was a very interesting path. Um, I grew up... Um, so I'm from El Paso, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, which is a border city. Uh, my house is about 10 minutes from Ciudad Juarez, Mexico. Oh, and wow. yeah, and then five minutes from Sunland Park, New Mexico. So we live in like a very, uh, very rich city, El Paso. I love it. It's my home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I grew up with um, my parents and then my uh, three other siblings um, and ever since I could remember, I always wanted to be a an anchor woman, <laughs> which sounds so strange now um, because of the fact that um, I'm obviously in law school now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I honestly wanted to be an anchor woman just because I really like talking. <laughs> I I just I have this energy. I'm very energetic. I'm very mm-hmm. outgoing. And I was like, you know what? And I love. Okay, this this is another thing. I love the camera. I love okay. like video critic. I have uh the home videos. Like uh, what is it? The 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 With the VCR. Yes, VCR. Oh my god. I, I can't. <laughs> That's how, okay, I was born in 98, so I'm 22. Yes, girl, 97, eh? <laughs> so, um, basically, I I was, I loved the camera. I loved the camera. I would always want my mom to take photos of me. And I knew, my mom was just like, I think she needs to be an anchor woman. And I really, <laughs> like, I listened to my mom and I was just like, you know what? I want to be an anchor woman. So that was, you know, not law related or and anything related to the law right um or actually I guess political commentators you know yeah right Mm -hmm. right 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 so that okay so that happened right but um it wasn't until my freshman year of college uh I went to Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. and I took my first intro to Chicana Chicano studies class um, and I learned so much about my people, my community, mm. um, the history. Uh, I learned a lot about immigration. So that's where I started to um, become really passionate passionate about immigration. So mm-hmm. um, I just I remember watching like all these documentaries and honestly, it was very, very uh traumatizing uh because i saw you know my my little brothers in um the the documentaries that we we would watch it was it consisted of like uh child migrants mm-hmm. and i i saw my little brothers in them and i was like oh my god like that that could be that that could be my my family right there um so i knew i wanted to learn more about immigration law and I had my first internship uh that summer after freshman year and I worked at Las Americas Immigrant Advocacy Center in El Paso, Texas, which is 
uh, an immigrant um, clinic, legal clinic, clinic for, yeah. And it was honestly, I learned so much and I, I really fell in love with, with helping people, helping people from my community, from um, other communities. But I knew I wanted to continue to do this work to help the most vulnerable communities. Um, And I guess from there, I just grew even more passionate. And I knew there there are other ways to help others, I guess. You know, there's there's always there's always ways to help so many people. Law Mm -hmm. school is not the only way. Right. Right. Um, But I think there's there's such a power. Well, I don't want to use power, but there is a power almost to the knowledge that one acquires right throughout law school. So when you get that license to practice and, and you have that power to, to help people, then yeah, like I want to use that, that privilege because this is a privilege to be in law school. And I I guess that's where it really, um, that's why I decided to go to law school. Uh, There's so many things, there's so many components, but for sure, it was, it was my, that one intro to Chicana Chicano Studies class. Wow. I yeah. love that. I yeah, love that. It was intense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, you know, I know everyone's always asking, why law school? Why'd you choose law school? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm kind of similar to you in that I never, or I kind of always had an interest in it. And then it kind of mm. just clicked when I was in undergrad. I'm like, okay, mm. yeah, this is. This is it. I love that. Yeah. So I'd love to hear more about, so after law school, what are you kind of thinking that you want to do once you graduate? Do you want to take some time off and maybe work? Ooh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're adding a big, a big, big question. Okay. This is, okay. Yeah. No, like, honestly, this is such a great question because I, I really reflect a lot on this. Um, and honestly, so I graduated last year during the pandemic and yeah. I went straight into law school. Um, I I wish I would have taken at least one gap year mm-hmm. because I just didn't realize how much how much trauma that the pandemic was going to carry, oh, you wow. know, before. Yeah, before you know, before it hit and before mm-hmm. I you know, applied and everything. So I wish I gave myself that break. I really like an undergrad. I was definitely um, the type of person to, I always filled my plate with something. I was mm-hmm. in like five organizations doing all these things. And I loved yeah. each one for their, for their own purposes. But I wish I took a rest because I was definitely burnt out by my senior year of, of undergrad. Um, so I only had those, uh, three months. How, how long is summer break? Like, yeah, it's about three, three and a half months. Yeah. Yeah. So I just went straight into it. Yeah. I, I really wish I took that break, but because I didn't, (laughs) I am definitely, you know, pushing through, I'm powering through and, Again, this is what I'm passionate in. I remind myself. I have to remind myself why why am I doing this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I I would say the plan for after, um, hopefully, you know, passing the bar, 
wherever I go end up. Yes. The plan right now is to to go back to California, but I've been I've been kind of like I think I might come back to Texas. Mm-hmm. But then I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really sure. The world is my oyster. It like I, I could pick. Yeah, yeah. The world anything. is our oyster. Yes, yes. And I think that's another problem I kind of have in my mind. I, I limit myself. And mm-hmm. I guess like I've really, really reflected and I'm just like, wow, no, I can do so much. Like I can I can go wherever I wanted to. I could practice law wherever. Um, but Ultimately, I think I'd have to, or I would want to stay near the uh, border cities. Okay. Um, yeah. So that's, that's, I guess the plan for now, but um, I do want to take some type of break, mm-hmm. like a year break after I, after I studied you the bar and everything. It. Yeah. You oh my God. deserve it. Oh my like goodness. Like burnout, burnout, it Madison. Real. <laughs> it's very real. You make a great point because after, it was after the first semester for me so Christmas break Mm. I was thinking the entire time like why did I not take a year Mm. off that's like the only Mm. thing I could think about and when I was going into law school I was just like I got this I'm ready I needed time and I didn't think I did I really didn't think yeah. I would need it because some people are like yeah for some you may need a gap year for some if you want to mm. go through and do it do it no yeah. I should have and I recommend for anybody take take a year off or mm-hmm. do something mm-hmm. try yeah. a different career come back to it I don't even know right but you no. make a great point and I feel like in our society and I, I guess it also like with within my my own culture like it's very much like we always have to be working like we always have to be working 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 and I kind of I I felt almost shame it when I thought about taking a gap year wow yeah it was like shame and I know that's a really really strong word but that's what I felt and I I really just was like no like I need to do it now mm-hmm. like the, I'm young now I need to do it <laughs> but it's just like no it should have been like I'm young now like I can wait like yes you know right Ugh. right you don't have any dependence or anyone really depending on you like you don't have children right. you're not necessarily married mm-hmm. at this time so mm-hmm. you're a free-flowing independent you can yeah. legit do anything and I think mm-hmm. if we, you know, just kind of were able to think of it that way, mm-hmm. I think a lot of people could be so much happier. But yeah, yeah, this is our path. You know, we, exactly. we chose it for a reason. Everything exactly. happens for a reason. And I, although, yes, I do have those doubts and those, I guess the, I, sh- I should have done this. I should have done that. This, I, I chose this for a reason. And right. there's always... I really believe in destiny. I believe in destiny. I believe in 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 just things happening for the better, you know? Like mm-hmm. I I chose this for a reason and I'm here for a reason and I worked my butt off, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, let's do it. You know, we're here. We're here and we're exactly. we're killing it, Madison. We are. You we're know what? We really are. And there's definitely a difference between like regret and just wishing like mm-hmm. ah could have done Uh it differently Mm. but I'm gonna take it in stride and move forward and that's what we're doing right and we're obviously like so passionate like 
we wouldn't be in law school if we weren't passionate in this. So, mm-hmm. yeah, like helping helping people, helping people 100% is the reason why I chose yeah. to go to law school. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. I want to get into some of your experiences so far as a law student. I want to know what have some of the culture shocks <laughs> been when you first started um, yeah. in the fall? And then also, were there struggles and challenges along with those culture shocks? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. I guess to provide like a little bit of context, I, I know I already mentioned like I'm from El Paso. Mm-hmm. El Paso is a predominantly... Um, Latinx community. And when I say Latinx, it's like mainly Mexican. Um, okay. So I am Mexican, Mexican-American. Um, I'm second generation. So my parents were born here. My grandparents are immigrants. Um, and yeah, so I grew up with uh, other people who looked like me. I went to right. school with with people who had the same cultural practices as me, you know, everything. Like everyone's basically Roman Catholic here. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's what I grew up with. Right. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we have mountains here. It's like the desert, <laughs> like cactus, we call it nopal. That's in Spanish. We have, you know, a bunch of Mexican food. We're right next to the border, you know, like yeah. going to Juarez and everything. Um, that was the norm, <laughs> you know, that was the norm for me. And then I moved to LA and, um, although, you know, LA is really, really, really diverse, LMU, the undergrad I went to, wasn't like that. It was definitely Mm -hmm. a PWI, a predominantly Mm -hmm. white institution, just like Loyola is, uh, Loyola New Orleans is. Um, But I had a huge culture shock over there, but they were a bunch of Mexicans. So I was like, hey, like tacos, okay, Okay, there's a taqueria, (laughs) like whatever. So if whenever I missed like home, I would always just go to like, um, this grocery store called Northgate and I would get like, which is like a, like an ethnic um, grocery store. It's mainly like Latinx foods, but you know, wow. it's just like, oh, that's home. Yeah. So then I moved to New Orleans and um, mm. complete, completely different. That was the first time, like literally because of the pandemic, I couldn't um, visit, you know, I was yeah. scared to. Yeah. So I kind of just guessed, like, I was like, okay, I don't know where to live. Like, do people do apartments here? Do people do houses? Like, I I wasn't aware of New Orleans or, like, I, I was very ignorant of um, the culture in New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. So I moved there and I moved into, like, this apartment and then I realized, like, oh, everyone lived in, lives in, like, houses and stuff. So I was just like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's cute. Like, what the heck? That's so beautiful. Um, and I regretted choosing the apartment. <laughs> oh, gosh. But it, it's okay. I Everything's okay now. But, um, <laughs> but I definitely um, – I loved it. Like, it, it was so green. It's so green. It's really humid, um, which yes. is something yeah, – very humid. I, I – I have never lived in a humid environment. Like Los Angeles to me was humid. <laughs> I laugh at I that wish. now. I <laughs> laugh at myself now. I'm like, wow, Brie, like really? Because El Paso is super dry, super, mm-hmm. super dry. And New Orleans, you know, you see all this green, very humid. I thought it was beautiful though. I've never seen anything like New Orleans ever. Like the 
the um, Spanish moss. Oh my God, beautiful Audubon Park. Yeah. That was gorgeous. Yes. Um, I I do. Okay, I remember the first time. I, you know, my mom and I, we drove from El Paso to New Orleans. I was about 14 hours and Ooh. we're driving in. Yeah, it was, <laughs> but we did it. <laughs> um, so I remember driving in and it was nighttime, so I couldn't really see anything. Um, then the next morning we were, you know, exploring and I was just like, oh, oh, cool. Like the city, like okay, like, I, I haven't seen, like, any, like, white people, right? Mm -hmm. And then I was, I told my mom, I was like, let's go to uh, Loyola. Let's go to the school. Yeah. As soon as I, like, I, I, I'm trying to remember where exactly, but somewhere near Loyola, I was just like, oh, my God, it's, like, all white people. Yeah. Like, I was like, okay, yeah. I found them. And it was just so interesting, like, I guess seeing the different neighborhoods and how, like, Literally, you'll you'll go um, one Girl, block and then it completely changes. Yes. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and it's it's just it's wild. So um, that was that was definitely a culture shock. Like just everything, the food, um, the people, uh, the the environment, yeah. uh, and especially at Loyola. I I I'm used to going to school with. Uh, with majority white students, right? Mm -hmm. Because of the PWI um, undergrad that I went to. Okay, I would say that there are a lot more conservative students, conservative white students um, in my classes that I am not used to. Yeah. <laughs> or at least openly, openly like Proud. conservative. Yeah. Um, so that that has been interesting. That mm -hmm. has been very interesting, and that has been, um, that's been a it's been a struggle getting used to, yeah. and kind of just like you know choosing my battles. Um, when do I speak up? When do I not? Because again, yes. burnout. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, you know, you I did that in like undergrad, but most people in LA are like liberal, mm -hmm. which is like, eh. but. Um, like you know, liberal racism is like a thing, right? And I would right. I would say that I I experienced that over there, but here it's like, you know, blatant. <laughs> blatant. It is. It no. It it really is. It, it's um. I who. It is. <laughs> that's, yeah. That's no. I think all I can keep saying. Yeah. No. It's 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 different. It's definitely different. Um. That's like obviously it's the first time I've lived in like the South. Um. I. I'm yeah I guess that's the first time I've been been surrounded by like a, a lot of openly loud like conservatives where you know many of them have said very insensitive mm -hmm. comments mm -hmm. um yeah even though you know New Orleans from my from my understanding is the most liberal city in Louisiana right right it, yeah right. so I was just like oh my yeah. god like really so yeah yeah but mm -hmm. um you know how I mentioned like in, in Los Angeles, like, you know, whenever I would, you know, feel like I missed my home, I missed El Paso, I would go, you to, could go North to certain, yeah. right. Uh-huh. I mm. could go get tacos. I can There's go not to really the, that here, yeah. mm -mm, mm -mm, right. like the frutero or anything. So I really struggled with like, honestly, like Mexican food is my comfort food. Mm -hmm. And I, it was really, really hard for me to find comfort and, um, I guess this is the first time that I haven't been surrounded by other Mexicans. Um, mm -hmm. And 
like even though at my other my undergrad there was like a like a small group of us like I still had like Mexican friends right right or like outside of the school community Uh like the actual Uh community you know the city right Mm -hmm. yes but in in New Orleans there isn't a really huge um Mexican community and um my only like my only other Mexican friends or actually the only other Mexican woman in my class it's just us two it's just us two oh we're friends yeah yeah wow. it's just us two um non non-white passing Mexicans because okay this is another this is like a mm-hmm. topic in like my mm-hmm. community but people don't understand that there are white Latinx people like mm-hmm. you can be white and Latinx and right you know, whatever. People don't understand that. Like, I, I know some some white um, Latinx individuals who are like, no, I'm not white, but I'm just like, no, but you are. <laughs> like, use that privilege. Like, come on, help us out. Like, come on. <laughs> I was thinking about this earlier today. Like, <laughs> really? I white man. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh. If I could just get a little bit of, a little bit of something <laughs> single tear (laughs) no so that was weird and I remember seeing my my friend Ashley and I was just like like I was like she's she's Latina I know oh I know her Mm -hmm. yeah oh my god no I love her to death um and yeah turns out we're the only Mexicans um in non-white passing Mexicans Mm -hmm. in my class uh non-white passing Mexican women in my class sorry um and then oh Brenda, you know Brenda, she's a three L. Yeah, her. She's the other Mexican I know. I don't know any other Mexicans in school, but I, hopefully there are more. Yeah, um, she was the only one one L year full. She was like one of the first people I met. But as far as I know, because you know Balsa and Malsa, they work closely mm-hmm. together. She was the only mm-hmm. one that I truly knew. Everyone else, I think there were like three other guys, but that was it. And they graduated. Yeah. No, and that's another thing. The Ulsa at like our school, like honestly, um, it kind of seemed as though uh like it, it's a very, very small group. Mm-hmm. So you have eboard, which is like four people, yeah. five people, and then like Ashley and I would go to the meetings and then like that was it. Yeah. Most of the time. And I was just like, where's where's my community at? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and I get people are busy, but it's just like, damn, like it's hard to find community. Yeah. It really is. But you know, I've I've made friends and um I really I love my friends very it we're we're so tight. It's a small group of us. And um yeah, I mean, they've really, really helped uh my friends from from Louisiana. Uh they're both from Lake Charles, the the oh, my friends awesome. who are in person. So that's how we met. But they, they're both from Lake Charles and they were just like teaching me everything about Louisiana and like wow. Creole culture and like New Orleans and just so many things. And I'm so grateful for them um, because I really, I, I love, I love learning about different cultures. And um, I definitely like, yeah, I, I did have like a huge culture shock and it was really really difficult for me and it did impact my mental health last semester Mm. um but but I made such amazing friends and they kept me afloat like we 
I am so grateful for them and mm-hmm. um, meeting other two L's like like yourself, Madison, and and three L's, and I'm just like like even though we're all online, um, it's been hard. Yeah, I mean it's it's even more difficult. Uh, yeah you know, to, to create friends and, or make friends and, um, create community or, mm-hmm. and, and thrive in that. But, um, I've, I've learned, I've learned to thrive now. That's, that's so good. That is yeah. so good. I think law school will give you some of the best friends that you can have basically for mm-hmm. the rest of your life, <laughs> because you are legit going through the struggle, not a struggle, yeah. the struggle, Happy. the struggle oh of God. all struggles together. Oh and mm-hmm. it, it just, it'll show you who you know should be in your life, who shouldn't be in your life, yeah. all those different types of lessons. And absolutely. Yeah. It, it, it law school just blesses you with some friends. Yeah. And it's like, it's so different. Like my, I love my undergrad friends, but the the dynamic between my under undergrad friends and my uh, law school friends is it's so different, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just like you're going through this really like honestly it's traumatic <laughs> like it's a traumatic experience. It's amazing. Law school is amazing. That's what it, it is. is. Oh my god! Like it's mm-hmm. it's ugly. It's mean. <laughs> it's mean. Like oh my god! But. You know, you we get through it together, right? Right, of course. Now, I want to talk some. I want to talk about your influence social media platform on Instagram because you legit are killing it. All of um, the posts that you put out, all of the information—it's amazing. It, it's number one, attractive to the eye, and the information is very relevant and important. And I would love to know a bit more about that. So. Number one, why did you decide to become an influencer in the first place? So it definitely, I never really had that um, that question in my mind or that, yeah, I guess I never had that thought like, oh, I'm going to become an influencer, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, it came more naturally. Um, I think I started uh, social media like, in middle school. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah, I was young. I was young. So I was about 11 when I started uh, or I created my face, my first or my Facebook account. Um, and then <laughs> I was 12 or 13 when I, I got Instagram. Um, and I just fell in love with uh, originally it was photography and I was just, you know, posting things uh, on my uh-huh. my. <laughs> My little uh, what 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 type of phones? Like the little cheap oh, like razor. Yeah, like it was like a razor. I don't know how I used Instagram on that, but I did. <laughs> I used Instagram on like something. I I forgot what type of phone, but um, yeah, I just really fell in love with that and and connecting. So I've always my main thing is I love connecting with people. I love talking to people. I love listening to people's stories. Um. And obviously, I love talking. <laughs> I really do. Um, but I guess like it just it just fascinated me. Um, social media and it kind of switched like from kind of posting whatever to mm-hmm. um, posting more aesthetic photos um, in high school and um, completely making a new Instagram account and. Um, I really enjoyed 
photography and and um modeling that's that's been a bit big thing for me um just for fun I don't know it just it's always been um just a pastime for me and it, it relieves anxiety and and stress for me um and like I mentioned before like ever since I was a little girl I love the camera I loved mm-hmm. it I just love I just have that personality I'm just very very outgoing and I love being social yeah um, so social media is like honestly you put two and two together it's like that's it makes, it, it makes sense, sense. Yeah. yeah exactly so um I guess it kind of uh it definitely the the transition of my Instagram kind of turned into like an activism page um and I know like that's a huge um conversation right now because most people who who preach activism they they don't they don't do anything in regards to action right right which is valid like yeah we need to be doing action and I'm very action oriented um but I guess I've built like a a following both in El Paso Los Angeles um a little bit of New Orleans now um and other cities, uh, when, you know, I'm networking on this app right now called Clubhouse. Have you heard of it? Oh, yeah. I love Clubhouse. I had to delete it, actually, because I need to focus for <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm networking everywhere, all over the world now. And it's I just so, that. yeah, and it's so great. And um, I, I really try to um, not only talk about my experience in in law school, but I, um, you know, I share my, my creativity, yeah. uh, with, with fashion, with makeup, um, with photography, uh, through my, through my Instagram. So it just really, um, it's the best of both worlds. Uh, and I was a little intimidated. I was a little, um, I guess nervous, I was nervous to combine the two. I thought about making a completely mm. separate account, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, then I'm going to have to like build a following again. Yeah. And like, yeah. you know, and people look at my stories. That's the thing. People like looking at my content and um, like, especially the fashion content. But when I do post about um, social justice, mm-hmm. I know that they can see it. Right. I know that they can see it. And the people who are aware and who are, um, I guess on the same page as as me and and other um, individuals who who fight against uh, all the isms, right? In, <laughs> right. in this country, um, they get it and they they react to it. But I know the people who may not have the same views are seeing that. Right. And as long as there's there's some type of um, there's some type of I'm I'm thinking of the word. Hmm. Uh, interest even if not engagement at least they're looking at it and okay you're somehow aware of this yes even if you don't have exposure Mm. there's exposure of some some type and I know that's how you plant seeds in people um and I genuinely I really I'm a huge advocate for education Mm -hmm. um for everyone right education should be free like education is a right um and I I grew up with my grandparents um who my grandpa he was a migrant worker and he actually 
was born in Texas because his family traveled uh, from Mexico. They're, they're from Mexico and they would travel as uh, migrant workers. And he was just happened to be born in, in McAllen, Texas. Um, so he he's a United States citizen and he only had a third grade education and he loved school though. He loved it so much. He loved to learn. He loves to read. And mm-hmm. I grew up with him always telling me like, Mija, like you have to, you, Mija's like a sweetie in, in Spanish. Okay. Like honey, um, Mija, um, it's a term of endearment, mm-hmm. but Mija, Mija, um, you have to finish school. You have to get an education. And he would always remind me, like, I love school so much. I wish I was able to go to school. I wish I was able to do this and that. But um, he he worked with Cesar Chavez during the Chicano movement. Mm-hmm. And he was um, his bodyguard. He was his um, – literally, he would do anything for Cesar. Wow. But, yeah, he, he's a very interesting man. But um, my grandpa, he would sneak into – law schools in LA and Southern California and he would take notes yeah so he would take notes for the movement because obviously there was all these legal battles going on um yeah and he there's like a photo of him I remember there was this state representative who wrote a book about like the Chicano movement and Mm -hmm. there was a photo of my grandpa on it and I went to his house and I didn't know yeah and I was like that looks like my grandpa and then (laughs) I showed my parents and and my my aunt and they were just like oh my god wait that's that's grandpa so he he would lecture to um to the movement like people Mm -hmm. in the Chicano movement to individuals in uh in other other Latinx individuals. And wow. I just like, I feel like I really, really uh, got that from him, mm-hmm. wanting to educate others, wanting to spread that knowledge that we're, you know, we're paying all this money to learn. And um, again, it's such a privilege to be where we're at. Um, I really, really remind myself that when I'm like, telling myself I hate it here like oh god law school so <laughs> oh I don't know if I was able I don't know if I'm allowed to say that it's okay yeah <laughs> but yeah I mean it is a privilege to be here and um if that means like you know I'll take an L for for our communities you know for I love that communities yeah so that's that's definitely I guess why I am so passionate in social media like yeah it is addicting and Mm -hmm. you know that's that's a whole other conversation but I do think that social media and technology can be used as tools to um to enhance and to I guess spread spread the knowledge that we're learning and to enhance uh -hmm. vulnerable communities voices who you know people tend to ignore yeah, definitely. And you know what? I think that's truly what the intention of social media was. It was to connect people, but then also to educate people yeah, and to inspire people, mm-hmm. um, share mm-hmm. experiences and cultures. And you're, you're completely right about that. I think a lot of the time we can get caught up and forget truly maybe what the intention was, is of social media mm-hmm. and how to really use it to our advantage as a tool rather than just living our entire life on it like use it as a tool to advance whatever our goals are yeah Yeah. and 
it kind of came naturally with the the whole um talking about my experience um in in law school mm-hmm. and um I'm I've always been a very very open person. I love sharing my story. I love analyzing with others. I love hearing others other people's stories and and reflecting on that. Um but I think I just I forgot when I was just I I told myself, "Oh, I want to do this the the Get Paso con Law School series mm-hmm. on Instagram TV." Um but I knew that I knew a lot of people, other other individuals, specifically Latinas, who wanted to get into or go into law school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, oh, and I was always getting all these questions and and I was kind of like repeating myself and I was like, wait, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can help people. Let yeah. me let me like get like something together. So uh, this is the easiest thing for me, just talking um, rather than typing, because I mean, I could type. But this is it's this yeah is fun. right this is way more fun you know, <laughs> um. But yeah, I guess it just came naturally, and it it just gets me so excited because um people are asking questions and mm-hmm. and um they're they're getting inspired, and I I know that they are because they're just like they're so like I have regulars right with these these uh these uh I love that TV series that the mm-hmm. IGTV series and. That keeps me going, knowing that I am potentially and and other the other women, the women of color that um, I've interviewed so far, uh, that the inspiration that they're providing and and hopefully I'm providing for these other women of color. Yeah, no, so, you de- you definitely are. You are truly a complete natural. And you're, you're the type of person where people are just drawn to you and drawn to your energy. And I, I think it's because you have, no, really, I think it's because you have such a true intention and just there's so much positivity. And um, yeah, I, I know for me, I was completely, completely drawn to your page. And um, I'm just so incredibly thankful that um, we were able to have this conversation and hopefully more people are able to hear hear about you and what you're doing as well and all of your experiences you. because it's really important um, that mm-hmm. people know you know what hey there's someone that looks like me that's doing something I'm interested in or yes. I could be interested in um, yeah, and absolutely. it's just so incredibly important and like I said you just have this there's something about you <laughs> that just draws <laughs> people in and y'all like First semester, we—I mean, we never truly had a one-on-one in-depth conversation like how we are now. But it would just mm-hmm. be like blossom meetings or balsam meetings, some events and or torts TA things like that. <laughs> but, but then I was just like, okay, look, I need to have her on, and I'm so glad this is just incredibly organic and natural. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you're you're gonna do it. I I'm too excited. I'm too excited about what you're currently doing and what you're about to do because you're about to blow up. So y'all, if you don't know her, you're going to know. You are going to know her um, because Thank she's you. that she's that girl. She's that woman. Okay? Thank you so much, Madison. I, I'm so grateful for you. I, wow, I'm like getting emotional. <laughs> it's just true. It's hard. Yeah. True. Yeah. Well, thank you. I really, I, 
I appreciate you so much. And I'm, again, so grateful for you. And I look up to you so, so much. And Girl, when you emailed me, I was like, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my really? God. Really? Like, <laughs> yes. I, like, fangirled. Like, I'm, too- I'm a part Girl. of your fan club. That's so sweet. There's Whenever I send out an email, I was like, this person could say no. They could be just like, I've never heard of that podcast ever. No, thank you. <laughs> So I'm, I'm. Yeah, no, I no, no. Who said that, girl? Said nobody. That? <laughs> nobody. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm just like, okay. The worst they could say is no. So, but I'm. Yeah, no, so glad you said yes. Yes. So 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 glad you said yes. Yes. Always a yes from me. <laughs> <laughs> Before we close out the episode, is there any last tidbit or advice that you would like to share? with the people listening? I would definitely say always stay true to yourself. Um, Law school Mm -hmm. is a very, very stressful environment. And this stress is something that like I have never experienced before. And it's been hard. It has been very, very hard. But with the right resources, whatever that may look like, for me, that's therapy, friends, family, good food, good Mexican Mm -hmm. food. (laughs) Um, But whatever that may be, reach out to those resources and reflect. Make sure to do things that you love. Like, again, I love photography. I love photo shoots. I love modeling. Fit that in somewhere. Even if it's 10 minutes, that's okay. But do things that you love and don't forget who you are because you're, you're more than than just law school but of course like study study do your thing do your thing because you can do it yeah and don't doubt yourself like stop doubting yourself that I I have to tell myself that every single day I belong here you belong here Mm -hmm. and you will belong here like you're gonna you're gonna get here and you're we're gonna get through it and we're paving the way so let's keep on doing it Let's go. Amazing. Yes. Girl, I feel like you just preached a whole sermon just now. Dude. <laughs> oh, maybe we should talk about this. Oh, now we got to talk about this. Yeah. Okay, you know what? Yeah. Let me, let me not. Okay. Um, but y'all, thanks so much for listening on this episode. Be sure to come back to um, n- two weeks from now for another episode, a different two-part series. But Brianna, Miss Ortiz, thank you so much for gracing us with um, all of your experiences, your advice, um, and just sharing with us what you're doing and how you're doing it. So I appreciate you so much. much. Y'all have a great day. Have a great weekend. 